0: This retro thing for what it is Nostalgia I goes heavy On those things when we were kids I've got the memories of falling While my hair is turning red I didn't make any notes. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to episode... fucking whatever. I don't know, 265 or 266. This is next week's episode, planning ahead. Um, Kind of weird to be doing horror right before October, but October has a, uh, a a theme this year. Themed horror, which I don't think we've done yet. And Sinister doesn't fit.
1: Well, what's the theme for October, Sean? Come on. It's all,
0: I don't know if I have a way to found, found October, found foot to It's all found footage movies.
1: That's what you came up with. And you have annihilated all of my suggestions for how many. Found October? I'm so upset with you right now.
0: Come up with something
1: better. I have gold. I have gold. And you just keep shutting me down. You haven't had any gold for found footage October. Well, I didn't have time to prepare.
0: Well, I expect you have a few weeks, so make with it. Make with the amazing ideas, because I don't know if anything's going to beat found footage October, but there's time. Yeah, nothing uh, but found footage. I don't know why. Mostly because I realize there's a few found footage movies I've never seen and I want to. So why not?
1: There you go. I've never been able to watch found footage movies because I just want to vomit everywhere as soon as I watch them.
0: So, admittedly, that is posing a problem to find people willing to take part in Found October because at least two major contributors to this podcast have said, I will get sick if yep. I watch one. So, yeah, we'll have to see. Or they just do it anyway. And that makes for an interesting episode because we can, for the first time ever, have an unfinished movie due to illness.
1: Oh, you are going to have to sell that real hard to get somebody to willingly make themselves sick for your podcast.
0: I got two people who hated Space Jam to come with me on a Saturday night and watch Space Jam A New Legacy in a movie theater.
1: I think I think I can do this. So what you're telling me is, if your normal day job falls through, cult leader is in the works for you.
0: I feel I'm sixty to seventy percent of the way there already. If anyone wants to go back over the previous two hundred sixty five episodes and see some of the things people have watched, in you know, under under my suggestions.
1: I mean, they're shit. Com- I, I watched not Sinister. commands.
0: You're doing it yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm just wow. saying. I'm just saying. Hey, wouldn't it be cool if you did this? I'm having an existential crisis right now because you're right. Good God. Oh,
0: please. You got me to watch Winnie the Pooh, Colon, (laughs) Blood and Honey.
1: Hi, it's AK, everyone.
0: (laughs) Which somehow is not the worst movie I've seen this year. (sighs) It has been a bad year for novelty horror because let me take a second to say what, and then we'll, we'll get into it. What this episode was originally planned to be, and then Sinister would have been after it, it was originally going to be Slother House, which oh, is I've heard of that. a very it played here in our city two nights, one very late show each night. And Sam also and I journeyed to a theater to go and see it. And we were all excited. Slaughterhouse House is going to be so fun and stupid. And then we can record an episode but we had so nothing to say about it cuz it's such a nothing piece of it, anything that we just decided not to even bother
1: wow
0: yeah slaughterhouse slaughterhouse came up with that name and i don't know a lot of people seem to be enjoying it we seem to be in the minority it just it just didn't hit like it's definitely a, a full on leaning into it comedy i just We just didn't find it funny really is what it comes down to. And what, what is there else to say that that would have been the episode is we just, it's a comedy that we didn't find funny.
1: Yeah. And so many times that those novelty movies, you have to be in the right frame of mind and you don't even know what that frame of mind has to be before you watch it to really enjoy it.
0: Yeah. My brother saw it and he said he saw it in like a, with a bigger crowd. So he said that kind of helped. for us. It was, uh, there was two, us two and three other people
1: oh that's tough so
0: that and they seem to be having a better time than we were but i i do think it's like a, if there had been more people i think we could have got lost in it a bit more but as it stood it was just us going this isn't very good and then going home <laughs> but yeah so there's yeah. our slaughterhouse house episode
1: i didn't even watch it and i contributed yay
0: yeah well done let's see what else can we knock out <laughs> Well, we'll see as we go along. Let's knock out Sinister. Why are we here doing Sinister, Ak, I'm actually asking. I don't remember.
1: I I don't know. You literally came out of the blue, hadn't talked to you in a couple of weeks, and you just shot me a message and said, hey, have you seen the 2012 movie Sinister? I'm like, probably not. You're like, "Yay! I knew you wouldn't let me down. Let's do it. I don't know why you chose it. I was going to ask you.
0: I don't remember either. It came up in conversation with someone... And I went, oh, I really want to do a Sinister episode, but I feel like most of the people who I do horror episodes with have seen it. Like, Kim and I saw it in the theater when it came out, which fucked us up.
1: Yeah, I could see why.
0: I, that ended, I remember we were like, that, that was just straight up evil. Like, I God am damn. shaken to my core after yep. that. Yep. Um, And Sam also has seen it. She was originally going to be on this episode, but she's down in Maine not eating lobster.
1: Oh, right? Like, if you go to Maine, how do you not eat lobster?
0: She went out east and to Maine and hates lobster. (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) It's like going to Texas and being like, oh, fuck barbecue. No, thanks. Like, what are you doing here? Like, why do you bother? Like, she doesn't listen. She just contributes. And thank you, Sam, for that in case this is the one episode you happen to listen to. But I like <laughs> stop wasting everyone's time and either don't go to Maine or eat some goddamn lobster. Right. Oh,
1: that's just a travesty.
0: I don't get it. Am I going to sit here and pretend I didn't eat a cheeseburger in Paris? No, I did but it was our last meal and i was like i just want to eat a cheeseburger i'm sorry i ate a baguette i ate some other stuff i just i just i just want to eat a cheeseburger
1: sometimes you know sometimes when you're hungry just anything goes yep except if you're in maine you should eat some freaking lobster
0: yes samantha <laughs> uh i mean i guess that's my history with sinister is uh, kim and i saw it in the theater both of us agreed that was really fucking scary. Then I watched it one more time with my wife back when she would watch movies like this. She would, the idea of her watching this movie now is so absurd that I have no, like, the, the 10 years ago thinking that she was like, yeah, okay, is mm. wild. This movie is her fucking nightmare movie.
1: Right? Like, I don't even, I've never even met your wife. I have heard her on this podcast. I've never met her. And I'd be like, whoa, no, don't watch this.
0: Yeah, this is the <laughs> ultimate. Do not let her near this movie. And that would that becomes clear from the opening scene. That was the just. The literal ugh. first thing that happens. She'd be like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think I watched it one more time before the sequel came out. There's a sequel. I remember it being quite bad. I remember Kim and I were so excited for Sinister 2 and we went to the theater to see that one and both of us were like, well, I guess. And that was that.
1: Yeah, I saw that there was a sequel because I I was Googling because I recognized um, the the deputy. I recognized his face and I was like, how do I know him? So I was Googling and they're like, do you mean Sinister 2? I'm like, dear God, no, I don't because I'm doing this shit again.
0: You don't have to be just because Sinister Two is not very good. Sinister yeah. Two is oh, Sinister made a lot of money, mm. and the director of this one, I think at that point had moved on to Doctor Strange, so they got someone else, and it's just it's just bad. And then this guy came back and did Black Phone last year, which is also very good because I, I have not seen
1: his... that. I it's good. Yeah, I, I've got to be in the, I, you know, I, I'm very proud of myself because like five years ago, there is no way in hell I would have watched any horror, let alone, you know, like this new horror versus 80s slasher. Horror. I not wouldn't touch it with 10 foot pole. So I'm very proud of myself, but I'm not going to seek it out. <laughs> if somebody tells me I should watch it, like tonight, if we sit down and my husband's like, let's watch this movie, I'll be like, uh, fine. Or if you insist, I watch it, but I'm not going to go seek it out myself.
0: That's fair. We also had to do Sinister, although I actually learned right before we started recording that apparently this is no longer the case because a few years ago, science dictated that it was the scariest movie ever made. I forget the name of the organization, but they essentially took a list of what is referred to as some of the scariest movies ever and monitored people's heart rates Mm -hmm. and used some science and figured out it's Sinister, Uh, although apparently like a year later, that movie Host... The one that came out in the middle of the pandemic, it's a horror movie done entirely on Zoom. Apparently that then took hmm. top
1: spot. I mean, I I get it. Like, the sound and music in this movie is just phenomenal. I
0: can't fucking deal with the sound and music in this movie. No. It is cause... so... It gets... on un- It gets... In, like, in me, in a way that I it drives me insane. Mm-hmm. Like, because, I, I mean, can't.
1: literally, if you stripped it and all you had was the dialogue and the images, you've lost 60% of the fear. Easy, easy. It is that sound that drives it. That, that I don't even know what it is, but like, I could just feel this ball of anxiety in my it's, chest.
0: It's one of those where. I, I, I reflexively looked up if there was a vinyl for it and then was like, what are you doing? You've never, <laughs> ever, ever, ever put that on. But the, like the main there's this one piece of music and it like there's this creepy voice that get like, plays over the end credits and it also play- oh, we are going to spoil Sinister. Yes. So definitely go and watch it before we get t- too deep. Uh, I haven't. I I owned it, so I I watched it that way. But I'm assuming it can't be that hard to find on a streaming service.
1: No, I don't even remember which streaming service we saw it on. But no, it was easy to find. It was boom right there.
0: Yeah, it's not an obscure film. I so. want to say it's on
1: Hulu. I don't know. We have too damn many streaming services, so I don't even know where we found it.
0: Yeah, in Canada, it seems insane to think it might be on Disney Plus, which is our Hulu. But <laughs> you know what? Everyone. Really funny. All- I'll do you. I'll do you a solid right now, and I'll just look it up.
1: I am too, Sinister. actually. Sinister.
0: If you, my fellow Canadians, you can watch it on Prime.
1: Yep. But same the, for us. Or you can AMC watch it on AMC Plus,
0: the AMC Plus sub channel on Prime. So get yourself a free trial, watch Sinister, and then come back.
1: Yeah, cuz I was excited that I was like, "Oh, it's on Tubi, which means there's commercials." I'm like, "That's great cuz then, you know, I can take a deep breath, watch a silly commercial for the 12th time in a row and then go back into it." My husband's like, "Oh, it's on Prime. Let's watch it there." I'm like, "Fuck."
0: Yeah, yeah this movie's pretty <laughs> relentless. But to to get to we'll get into the plot in a second. The main piece of music has this really awful voice that I, as far as I can tell, is just counting. I was listening as care, like really carefully. There's a scene where he's burning these awful super eight movies and that music is playing. And I was listening. And I was like, I think it's just a really distorted, creepy voice counting.
1: Yeah. I, I truly don't know what it is, but it made me so uncomfortable. You can like, I was messaging you as we were watching it last week and you could just see how it was progressing.
0: <laughs> Did you see my tweet?
1: I didn't, about it. No. So,
0: while you were watching it, uh, Laurel and I, for the mm-hmm. franchise podcast, were watching... I guess I can say it. We're going to do the God's Not Dead movies over on Flipping Through Franchises. So her and I were watching the first one. And at the end of it, she sent me a message that was like, I'm so mad at you right now. This is in my watch list. Do you know what kind of recommendations I'm going to get? And when she sent that, you also sent me your final, like, I I hate this, fuck you.
1: Pretty <laughs> much, they arrived at the same
0: time. I was like, oh man, you're making a lot of friends tonight.
1: I was so bad at you, because it just... I started out, I was uncomfortable and, you know, I was kind of in a flippant headspace, like whatever. It's just a horror movie. It's fine. I'm exhausted. It's fine. By the end of it, I'm like, it is past my bedtime. I have to go to bed. There's no time for a palate cleanser. Oh my God. I hate you so much. And I slept like garbage. Cause it was just this, like, I it, it was different than when I freaked out about paranormal activity. The first one, like that one messed me up hard, but I was just so goddamn uncomfortable. Like I just that anxiety wouldn't release. So I couldn't fall asleep, and then I just couldn't fall into a deep sleep. And it was just, oh, it sucked.
0: Yeah, I'm not really sorry. Mm, perfect. <laughs> that's that's my response to that. Is I feel everybody should have to watch this movie, except my it wife. Was,
1: yeah, except your wife. I mean, it was good. I. I'm still kind of just sitting there going, huh? Like, it, it wasn't one of the better movies I've seen. Like, it was fine. I don't think I'd, like, watch it again. I, I don't think I have any desire to watch it again. But not because it was, like, it scared me so bad. But just because I don't know if I carried that much with me after the fact. Like it was enjoyable, but now I'm done.
0: I guess we should get into the plot. AK set us up. What's Ethan Hawk up to?
1: He is a true crime writer who is chasing the next big seller. He had one like 10, 15 years ago. And since then, he hasn't had as much success. So now he's chasing and he got wind that there was a family that was murdered in this house. So he bought it and moved himself, his wife and his two small children into the house like you would normally do. Because why would you? do that
0: sounds like a very uncomfortable conversation he would have had to have with his wife before. They you that. would
1: think that, wouldn't you? He did
0: but, not tell her, did he?
1: Oh my gosh, he didn't, which is so shocking in the cinematic universe that there's poor spousal communication. So, anyway,
0: but here though, in a lot of horror movies it's just like I don't get it why wouldn't you say something or why wouldn't you why wouldn't you believe your wife of 30 years that there's a ghost in the basement? Here it's cuz he's a shit and mm-hmm. I like that. Like his yep. character in this movie fucking sucks yeah he's just a shitty guy and it makes it look like there's signs that like he actually is a good dad and all this but like he's just kind of at the, also this selfish it's a good character like an ethan hawk is <laughs> yeah. the perfect actor to play it because he's still like you're still sort of rooting for him as you watch him make all these awful decisions and say terrible <laughs> things to the people around him
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and convince himself that he's doing it for them
1: yeah it, i i struggled with him because there were so many times where i was like you could just tell your wife what is happening because so a lot of the plot was the whole like am i crazy am i imagining just if talk to somebody and be like hey can you sanity check me does this happen well he kind
0: of does he talks to the deputy and he's and the deputy kind of says like it just sounds like you're stressed
1: yeah, or you have a drinking problem because you're oh, an yeah, author.
0: You do drink an awful lot of whiskey. <laughs> in, in fairness though, it's not because he's an author. He just right. says, I always see a new bottle of whiskey every time I come over.
1: Yep. But I, I did I've laughed because I did feel that this movie leaned into the author stereotype a little bit. Because, you know, he's he's covering the tough stuff. So he's drinking, you know, he's watched one of the movies and he was like Rattly drink, you know, cause he had to calm his nerves, Hand shaking. Wouldn't um,
0: you though? Those super eight movies are.
1: Right. But at the same time, I've never been a person like my husband and I actually had this conversation a couple of days ago. I've never been the kind of person that if something rough happens where I'm like, I need a drink. Like no, to me, me I you know, I've never. Me. So to me, it's just a weird concept that I just watch something that is literally stomach churning. I'm going to go put whiskey in it.
0: What would you do?
1: probably go wake up my husband honestly
0: but he can't know why because you're writing a true crime book in secret basically
1: yeah but see that so much of this wouldn't have been an issue if he could have just been up front right away but you
0: can't be so in this scenario what are you doing to calm your nerves as you watch these secret super eight murder films
1: I would be turning on every light in the house, and I would be But now be everybody's watching, up, like, cart- and they're
0: wondering, what are you doing? What are you doing up this late? What are you watching? Dad,
1: cartoons. what are you watching?
0: I want to <laughs> see. I like cartoons.
1: Then let's go watch cartoons together, and that's a perfect palate cleanser.
0: This isn't what you were watching before, though. I saw a tree. Where's the tree? I want to watch the tree movie.
1: <laughs> you suck. <laughs> Look, <sighs> if
0: you think you can do it better than these horror movie act <laughs> characters, you You got to back it up.
1: Well, like I said, that's where honestly the communication, that's what drives me nuts is it's so much of a horror movie plot can be eviscerated if characters just communicate. And it's not like it's outlandish communication that I'm asking for. It's like, it's real world communication. Because when you looked at how he and his wife interacted, like right when they were moving into the house and stuff, they like each other. It's not like the marriage is on the rocks. I mean, they're, there's, they're,
0: there's some strain, though, for there sure. There is some like, because strain. He's, it, clearly, this is not, this is one of many times that he has packed them up and
1: mm-hmm. moved
0: them to a new house, and also it, yeah, so he had yeah, his hit book, and not only were the last two like, again, his book was a hit because he actually got they don't get into what the details of the crime were, no, but the police had the wrong person, and he figured it out. And his book was right, like and helped get the person who did it. And then his second book, or uh, one of the books they don't really talk about, but it says that the last book he got it so wrong that he actually let a killer out.
1: Right. So he's he's definitely under stress to come through this time, but yeah, I I don't know that the whole. I, it just drives me nuts when people don't communicate. That's one of my pet peeves. It's, you know, kind of the same thing of like when you, you know, which they had in this movie. I laughed really hard because, um, you know, when they find the expert who just magically knows who they had in this movie. Yeah, but in this movie, it's
0: Vincent D'Onofrio. So it's okay because right? like, oh, Vincent D'Onofrio's here. He's I, the only actor who can say stuff like, "Oh, it's this is this is you got yourself a classic beguile situation." Right? You hear those words coming out of Vincent D'Onofrio's mouth, and instead of laughing, you go, "Oh no, that doesn't sound like a good thing, Mister D'Onofrio."
1: But I did laugh when that happened because I was like, "Ah, shot." Yeah. <laughs> but like you my mean, pe- my pen, at least in this one,
0: it made sense. They were like, "Oh, you need to go to this guy because mm-hmm. that's his expertise." They don't go to the fucking library, and the librarian goes. Oh, that's the symbol of the ghoul you're looking at.
1: <laughs> right. And I I, <laughs> I will agree because, you know, he's a he's a true crime writer. He's going to research. He's going to have, you, you know, so that makes sense to me. But I laughed at how it unfolded because it was, you know, they just found this expert and shared a bunch of stuff. And I was like, oh, Sean's going to love that.
0: <laughs> Your classic <laughs> book. <bagul-ologist. laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. Vincent D'Onofrio uh, probably yeah. got a decent paycheck to oh, yeah. Do one day of shooting from a chair. Yeah, good for you, Vincent.
1: Yeah. And I mean, if you think about it, too, I mean, this was a really tight set. Like there was literally the house. Yeah, it's pretty much
0: all contained your classic Ethan Hawke horror scenario, because the purge Mm -hmm. was kind of the same thing. And Black Phone is kind of the same thing. So that's apparently the Ethan Hawke horror M.O. is look, I'm not fucking going anywhere.
1: Yeah. But, you know, and he can carry it because he again, no matter how shitty that character was, he did a nice job. I mean, he was believable. It was he wasn't he didn't go one way or the other where I lost interest in him. He he walked that line between being dislikable, but I still hoped that he'd make it out in the end. He doesn't. He doesn't.
0: I warned everyone we were going to spoil the movie, so I don't feel (laughs) bad saying that,
1: which um, I do. Absolutely. I don't know why i was so tickled by this but i absolutely loved the names of those super eight films i just laughed there's some some good
0: dark comedy in this like the uh so the whole kind of i don't want to say gimmick but i think what this movie is largely known for are the super eight film sequences uh ethan hawk i'm going to be calling him ethan hawk he must have a character name
1: he probably does. I but doubt they call him Ethan Hawk, but
0: Yeah. It's Ethan Hawk, Um Finds a bunch of super eight films in the attic. I believe. Mm-hmm. One of them is the murder. He's there for, which is a family get hung from a tree in the backyard.
1: Which by the way, why was the branch still like partially cut off? Like when he went out into the backyard and he's looking at the tree, the branch is literally still hanging there. I feel like they would have cut that completely down when it came time to sell the house,
0: I got nothing. Yeah, probably.
1: Like that just seems like it's a safety hazard if you had people like coming through open houses and looking at like the branch is hanging by a thread. It's just chilling there.
0: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that na- so every time he throughout the movie he pulls out more Super Eight films, which is mm-hmm. always mur- like past murders that have happened being filmed. So the big mystery is who is filming them? Why is this happening? The, the videos are fucked up.
1: Oh, like, my God. And it's
0: like partly what we were saying. The music that's playing mm-hmm. is so like there's these weird like one of them has almost like this choir in the background. And it's just like awful. And it always starts like here. They all are playing together. And then there's this heart. It actually is kind of like when we were talking about paranormal activity on the franchise podcast. How whenever night falls, you get all tense. because mm-hmm. You know, something whenever he fired, whenever you hear the real. On the super eight film start you're like oh, oh god shit. i don't want to do another one of these
1: <laughs> right. although i do have to say the one that fucked me up the worst is the hanging that one was the worst like oh, see, the, the rest of them i was like eh, okay for
0: me it's 100 lawnmower and i think that's kind i of looked consensus. away at that one i did mm-hmm. is probably the most effective jump scare i've ever experienced in a, in a horror movie there's been some in you know, where you don't expect them because mm-hmm. you're not watching a traditional horror film. But if it's not number one, it is up there. This is probably the mm-hmm. fourth or fifth time I've seen this movie. And even knowing exactly when it's coming, they stretch it out so long that I still can't quite pinpoint when it's coming.
1: Yeah. And I didn't, as as soon as he started watching that video and we could see that the the lawnmower was running over the grass fast. I was like, oh hell no. And I just, I looked away. I didn't look until after the music crescendo. And then I went back to it because I'm like, no, that's one of my biggest fears. Like PSA for everybody, don't mow the lawn in sandals. Wear something to cover your toes because dear God in heaven, I have worked in hospitals. Do you have any idea how many time appendages get severed? It's it's a very realistic fear.
0: I mean, this was more you're buried up to your head in a yard. I mean there's and that runs a lawnmower over your head, and I thought that's what mm-hmm. you were about to say is one of your no. biggest fears. I was like, that seems easy enough to avoid.
1: <laughs> but no, just the whole like the fact that a lawnmower is just this spinning blade of death that is like inches away i don't it yeah I, I have a whole plethora of fears surrounding that uh there it's also keep your small children away from them because they throw rocks like mm-hmm. i have broken windows where i've been mowing and all of a sudden it hit a rock and it just shot like insane up to the second story and broke a window so if you have a small child playing in the yard you are hoping you don't hit a rock and smack them in the face See, I have a lot of fears around lawnmowers. Now I I don't
0: like this. So
1: So as soon as I saw the lawnmower, I'm like, nope, not adding to my plethora of terror. Not doing it. Not today, Satan.
0: There are some very effective jump scares in this movie. A lot of them are very... I don't know what word I want to use. Like, cheats? Mm
1: -hmm. Like,
0: just by default having something appear right in front of the camera out of nowhere accompanied by a loud noise is going to get you like it's, right. it just feels like hitting the cheat button and that there are at least one for sure there's a part where like he he sees the slipknot demon bagul in uh, all the ghost kids are in the attic watching a video and he's on the video screen and then all of a sudden he dips his head Mm-hmm. right in front of Ethan face which is at that moment also our face yeah and a loud boom plays and I obviously jumped it was yep. like yeah it just of course I did like that oh, the- that just feels like cheating
1: yeah see the one that I thought was very well done and it fucked me up like I I was you know like I, I was crocheting so I actually jumped back in my seat threw it you off my lap crocheting said, while
0: watching this movie feels like a very bad decision
1: Nah, I'm, I'm <laughs> I am multitask, but I literally threw it, fell back in my seat, but oh hell no, because it was when he was watching the uh, family barbecue tape, which is literally a family being burned to death in their car ha-ha, he-he, dark humor. Um, At the end, he pauses it, and he thinks he hears something, and you see the uh, laptop screen behind him, and all of a sudden, he's zoomed in on the Bagul face, and then all of a sudden, you see the Bagul face, just, like, there's no music, there's no jump. All of a sudden, you see it turn and look at him, and I, like, even just talking about that, you can see I've got goosebumps that popped. Just, (laughs) (laughs) oh, hell no.
0: That was the trailer moment, for sure. Uh Uh-huh, yeah,
1: no, that, I, I literally, I i think that is the only time even through all of the paranormal act to everything that i have literally yelled at the tv and it went oh hell no
0: (laughs) yeah the the bagul stuff is the closest the movie comes to crossing the line into being kind of silly Mm -hmm. like he he's the 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 demon behind all of this and it, the first few times he starts to appear are very effective because he's yes. hidden in all the videos, but we don't see him right away. And then Ethan Hawk like notices his reflection in the pool in the awful family swim video. Yep. Um, or Which- I don't actually think it's his reflection. I think he's literally hanging out in the bottom of the pool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the uh, family is, you know, strapped to lawn chairs and then pulled into the pool, like lawn chairs and weights and then pulled into the pool where they sink to the bottom. And obviously, but not enough to the bottom. So their feet are still hanging out. So you can see their feet kicking just to you yeah. know, really drive home the fact of what's happening.
0: Just, yeah, I cannot mm-hmm. emphasize enough. The Super 8 films are fucked up.
1: I still stand by the whole hanging ones. Just, oh, dear God, we can just see what's happening. The it, it, They have it rigged so when a, a pole cutter is slowly cutting that branch, so the branch is tipping and slowly raises the four people, you know, a, two adults, wo- man and woman, and two smaller children. with Yeah, every, their every one damn. of these family
0: also has kids, which mm-hmm, makes all of this, mm-hmm.
1: you know. Super again. awesome.
0: Yeah, just My wife's nightmare movie.
1: Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. There's so much
0: child murder in this movie.
1: There's so much child murder. And yes, I I, forgot
0: how much child
1: mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: centric stuff there is in this film.
1: And so, literally, what I would, if this was happening in real life, I would have to go wake up my child and go snuggle him as a palate cleanser just to assure myself that he is still fine because it just was so off putting and it wasn't like in normal, normal horror movies where stuff like is quick and, you know, scratchy. Like it was just, you were watching things slowly progress and you're just sitting there going, no, 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 no. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The super eight films are not interested in not taking their time. Sometimes Mm -hmm. like again, Mm -hmm. lawnmower works because every time I'm like, I know it's coming, but I don't know when, like this seems to be taking longer than I remember. Fuck, fuck, fuck. And then there it is.
1: Yep. Didn't watch that. Nope. Nope. I have enough on more here.
0: <laughs> so that that's kind of the, the ongoing thing is how are all these murders connected? Like, obviously they have to be whoever's mm-hmm. filming these. Uh, and then they say, Oh, there's Bagul. So it might be a cult thing. And then we find out Bagul because, Oh, and the other thing is with each video, every member of the family is killed except one of the kids who goes missing. Yes. So then we start to hear like, oh, Bagul does that and then takes one kid and then kind of works away at their soul because he likes kid souls because he's an asshole. hmm. And as that's all going on, Ethan Hawke is deteriorating. His son is having insane night terrors. His daughter, right. it, they, they're they they are very aware of the things that are happening, like the creepy drawings that kids in horror movies do. So his wife is very much the voice of we need to go. This is insane. But Ethan Hawke is very, very determined to get that novel. So as the movie goes on, it's like, well, it's getting a little harder to side with him because she's objectively mm-hmm. correct. Except in an interesting twist, fleeing the house is what does them in.
1: Yep, exactly. Which so I thought that... was
0: kind of a dark little interesting because that's always the thing is, why don't you move? Why don't you leave? And then when they do, it's like, that's actually the last thing you should have done. And unfortunately, you are getting that information about 12 hours after it would have been super relevant and beneficial. Sorry.
1: Right. And he would have actually because wasn't the deputy calling him even while they were scrambling to leave the house? So yeah, had he taken you're the right. Phone call? He declines,
0: he declines yep. the call.
1: Because had he taken the phone call... Then, they, you know, I mean, yeah. he was kind of already there. Like, what do you do? Just hang out in the house for the next 35 years and hope for the best? So, I mean, I, like, that actually was a, a point of comfort when I was having trouble sleeping. I was like, I only have one child. Those families had multiple children. And I am not moving from this house anytime soon. So, I'm good. That, that's a yeah, future see, me problem.
0: <laughs> I have two kids. But <laughs> with housing prices the way they are, we're not going right? anywhere. So, okay. good luck, cool, Because... <laughs> I think this is our forever home now, whether we like it or not.
1: <laughs> well, and, and speaking the of. The
0: girl's home- fucked right now because ain't no one moving anywhere. <laughs> Nobody's moving. So he's just like, God damn it. The economy is really ruining my child's soul plans.
1: Yeah. Because like for everybody else, sorry to clarify. Um, basically what happens is they can track back through all of the Super 8 films that every like the um, the house that Ethan Hawke had lived in was where the hanging took place. That family who was hung had previously lived in the house where the I don't know, I think it was the I don't swim- remember
0: the order, but yeah, yeah when, I think where the house murder happened
1: where another murder had happened. And then that family who had been murdered in that house lived in another. And it was daisy chained like that. And so that's where at the end when they flee the Murder house and go back to their extremely large and very nice looking home. Like I would have been upset had we had to move to that other house too. Let's be honest. When they
0: thank God the other house hasn't sold, or I guess maybe he was paying for both. They insinuate he's decently well off.
1: Yeah, well, and and then at the beginning he said something about you know when we're not paying two mortgages we'll be fine. Oh, you're right. Okay, so so yeah, he is
0: still paying for the other house.
1: So I guess it just hasn't sold. Yay, or they just told the other party the other party zoinks no longer. (laughs)
0: <laughs> My guess is that once this book is written, he's going to move them back.
1: Yeah, I guess that could be as well. So it's just paying two mortgages. Boy, that that's commitment to. Uh...
0: That is commitment.
1: Wow. All right. There was also commitment to the fact that why, uh, totally off topic, everyone, but why is it that authors in movies generally wear cable knit sweaters with elbow patches? <laughs> why? Know, but why is that you... a thing?
0: He wears it every scene, and was like I bet that thing's dirty,
1: right? You just know it's stanky, and and immediately I saw it, and I just flashed back to Johnny Depp in Perfect Window or whatever that movie was. Secret Window, yeah, Secret Window,
0: yeah, he was definitely rocking one of those.
1: Why? Why? Like, I don't. I mean, and it's always elbow patches. It's always yeah. I don't have an
0: answer, but I definitely the whole time was like Mm -hmm. just take it off dude
1: that's literally I have two notes I have two notes from this movie one of which is my quote to finish this up so I ain't touching that with a 10 foot pole I'm having a good quote to leave us and then the other one is why elbow patches
0: <laughs> I mean you uh, know you've done you, you write you don't rock. you don't rock one of those
1: I ain't got no elbow patches
0: yeah but it's also well, I guess it wasn't winter in the movie either.
1: No, it was like maybe chilly fall. And yes, I actually am wearing a T-shirt right now, but I will throw a card to get over this later for the meeting and everything. Does not, it's not cable knit and it is not elbow patched.
0: Maybe it doesn't happen until you get to this point in your writing that like Ooh, writer's block. Yeah. <laughs> because didn't Johnny Depp have writer's Major block and writer's secret block. window too? Yes. So maybe that's it. You have to first achieve like career stunted writer's block and then you rock the cardigan or whatever we would <gasps> or, call.
1: or or does the cardigan cause writer's block
0: could be chicken and the egg
1: oh snap authors go purge your closet it's a yeah. ticking time bomb
0: maybe if he just rocked a nice hoodie he would have been like
1: oh <laughs> shit i have so many ideas yeah i don't know yeah
0: Authors, you we had a few of you listening. What do you guys think? Weigh in on the comments. There are no comments. <laughs> tweet at me when this goes up. <laughs> tweet at the comments and say here's the secret of the elbow patch sweater.
1: Oh, but yeah, every damn time. I swear, like that is just the it, you know, that's what the costume department comes up with. Oh, they're an author. Here, make them wear this.
0: <laughs> I'll tweet at Stephen King and see if he gets back to me.
1: Oh, snap. There you go. Uh, although, if there is anyone who
0: has never had a second of writer's block in their entire life, I'd believe it's that guy. So, who knows?
1: Yeah. That that man, he, he has stuck a toe into some pool somewhere because, my God.
0: I completely forgot he had a book come out this week.
1: Yes, I know. I'm so excited <laughs> to read it.
0: Like, oh, my God, dude. Relax. I feel like mm-hmm. I just read your last 600-page opus.
1: Right? I mean, every six months he's got another one dropping he's an animal so anyway but I bet another he doesn't line. live in a murder house
0: no he lives in Maine where there's tons of lobsters Sam
1: <laughs> I bet he enjoys lobster frequently
0: I bet he does because he lives in Maine and that's what you do there Correct. there's another good line that made me laugh and I hope it's not the quote you're going to end on Um after the wife finds out that they're in a murder house and is justifiably freaking out at Ethan Hawke. She was like, I asked you, I asked you if this was a murder house, and you said no. And he's like, Well, you asked if there, we were two houses down now. from the murder house. And then she's like, Was somebody murdered in this house? He's like, No. And then she stares at him, like, It was in the backyard. It's just like, God damn it. That's not, that doesn't make it okay. That, again, a nice bit of like, There's not a whole lot of levity in this movie outside right. of the deputy, but that whole exchange had some had some good had some good chuckles in it but yeah for the most part this is a very and there's a part where there's a bunch of ghost kids around Ethan Hawke that I got a couple of I'm not sure intended laughs out of but
1: yeah well and that one all of a sudden I was like there's demon children why are there demon children did not have that on my bingo card
0: there's a lot yeah this movie's dense with reveals and backstory and Mm -hmm.
1: Because and yeah, he's prowling through the house because he hears shit. Because why wouldn't you hear shit in a murder house? So he prowls through the house in the dark, holding a baseball bat, and he turns, and there's just this demon child just chilling right over his shoulder. That and was then a good from jump there, scare too. Oh, fuck. And that's that's when I texted you. Why are there demon children? <laughs> and then from there, they're just like gamboling around him, and he can't see them, but they're the noises they make, and so it's it. Yeah, yeah. So anyway.
0: That's the the thing, too, is you got to weigh the decision of if the deputy had given him that information in time and said, if you move, that's when Bagul will get you. Mm -hmm. Then they'd all have to sit down as a family and go, look, we have two choices. We can stay here. Where there will be ghost children, perhaps nightly. I can't see them, which is a benefit for me. But I hearing that you can. So you have to weigh in there or we roll the dice and see what, what has got waiting for us back home.
1: And then I also want to know, like what, what are the parameters? Like if you leave for vacation, does Bagool get you? If the kid, like if you rented Airbnb, does Bagool get you? Do you have to sign the property? Like, do you sign the title? Like at at what point does he get involved?
0: I think when there's paperwork for sure.
1: But there was no paperwork. there is any night. sort they of
0: long-term owned... agreement, like I feel like, maybe even if you moved into a rental, he'd be like, "Oh, gray area."
1: But I disagree because think about it: the family fled in the middle of the night, and then they got murderized like six hours later. So, I mean, for all he, he was, knew, yeah, he was <laughs> but,
0: quick. Like, oh, but, they
1: went. I am ready. Yeah, for for all he knew, they were like, "Oh shit, we forgot Grandma's china. I gotta go pick it up and bring it home." And he just jumped the gun. I mean, like, where where is the the rules?
0: It all does feel a bit rushed at the end. So the reveal yeah. that we get, like right at the end, like in the quick, in a very rapid series of events. So they leave the house because uh, what exactly does it? Cause he's still pretty determined, but there's an event that breaks him and he's like, yeah, we're done. Oh, he it's the, I think it's the bagul in the attic.
1: Yeah. It is the bagul he, in the attic where he's just like, fuck no, we're out, get the kids. We're yeah. leaving. So he, let's burns,
0: go. he burns the movies. And they drive away in the middle of the night like okay the Movers will get her shit in the morning and then They get back to their old house and Very quickly we Get he finds the unburned Tapes back in his attic At the new at the old house With a new video that's like Extended cut or like directors and at, at Extended yeah. ending And he watches and it reveals That in the other tapes it cuts Out right before the Kid who goes missing Steps in front of the camera does a little uh shushing?
1: Yeah, finger motion. in front of the lips. Shh.
0: And turns the camera off. So that then, the the big reveal is, oh damn! The miss the kids that go missing are the ones who actually murdered their families and filmed it, and then they go off with Bagool. So then that we get that reveal. Then we get the oh fuck! You shouldn't have. The deputy calls to say oh fuck. The murders don't happen until they move. Did you move? Uh Uh-oh. Then immediately, he realizes his daughter has spiked his coffee, and they wake up, and the daughter acts, murders them, and goes off with Pagul credits.
1: Yep. But I also need, I I also question that, because their tape is called House Painting, because literally it's just blood spatters everywhere, but they were the family was duct taped like hogtied on plastic sheets in the den why is there big blood spatters up and down the hallways and stuff like it's weird to me like that seemed like way more because like when she's walking away from the den where you can you never see any of the murderizing happening it's just alluded to but she's walking out of that room where the fire is and everything holding the bloody axe she's bloody but then there's like blood sprays all over the walls and i didn't understand that because it seemed weird
0: i presumed that she like cut into them and scooped out some blood and drew some stuff
1: maybe but it looked like sprays i don't know maybe i'm just i really mean she could have just it. been
0: like going yeah <laughs> like that's not to say she didn't god i can't believe you're making me say this (laughs) she didn't take a paintbrush dip it into her family and then whip it all around the walls like this i mean fair point i'm even connecting in this moment that it's her ultimate act of defiance because early in the movie she gets in trouble because they told her she can paint the walls in her room but all the other walls are off limits so as soon as her family's dead the first act that she does is i'm painting everything fuck you guys
1: Yep. yep Yeah, so it's the child that murders the family. So, yes, if those of you who have multiple children side eye your kids now because you never
0: know, (laughs) I know exactly which one of them it would be, too. Well, I guess it's always the youngest,
1: it's always the youngest, and
0: you know what? That's who I would have pointed at. Yep, so yeah, that makes sense. Yep, yeah, it's I do remember that the moment when he realizes his coffee has been spiked because like the bottom of the mug has like a message from the daughter that says, Good night, daddy. (laughs) i remember that audience being like (gasps) it just it comes off so quick after the other Mm -hmm. reveal that you barely have time to process oh no they're in trouble oh oh, they're all dead
1: yeah yeah and i i kind of knew i wasn't super surprised that's how it played out because i kind of assumed like for some reason i just knew at the beginning that um sorry okay that's a future me problem um but um no, I kind of just assumed that was how it was going to play out, that it was going to be the missing kid. I I don't know why. I, so it wasn't like a super shocking thing to me when it did come about, but I, I think it played out decently, but it was a little rushed.
0: Yeah, that's maybe my biggest issue with the movie is the end has a bit, wraps things up. I, and I like the ending a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it makes sense. The reveal makes sense. It doesn't just feel like, wait, what? And it's a dark ending, but that fits like if this movie ended with we solved the problem it wouldn't it wouldn't fit with the tone uh, but it does definitely feel like oh shit we don't have that long uh this 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 credit mm-hmm.
1: I still want to know too. so now the family's been murdered in that house. What happens if a childless couple buys the house and then moves away I guess the that's chain's that. broken yeah. The chain's broken <laughs> yep so.
0: The rules for Bagul are not clearly defined, so maybe he could just be like, well, I had a great streak, seven houses, that's my record. <laughs> yeah, and maybe it's like skipping rocks. It's just like skipping, rocks. Yeah, just like like skipping maybe...
1: rocks. How far can you get?
0: It might not be a hard set rule he has to follow. It might just be something for his own amusement to see how long can I keep the streak going before like, ah, shit, a single dude with a dog. <laughs> I guess that's that. <laughs> Not bad though, and then he goes back to his other fellow demons. He's like, I made it, I made it to eight. That's 70 goddamn like eight and seventy years. That's not bad. I bet I can do six and thirty.
1: Not these housing prices. Good luck, cool.
0: <laughs> Have you seen the news?
1: uh that that's actually why we're in the housing crisis we're in because it's just you know they're up in the stakes uh, the other the other <laughs> demons sorry. are sick of the other demons are sick of him saying how easy it's been so they're just you know affecting the economy so that like, oh, he's moving
0: or maybe bagul is like you know what i want a challenge and he's right? tanking the economy he's like you know what this is getting this is getting too easy <laughs> <laughs> what can I do to up the difficulty or right. everyone watched sinister and they're like, yeah, I'm not interested in selling. Right. I've seen what could happen.
1: Right. Exactly. Ugh. They're going to bury me in this backyard. Oh God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't take any notes. So I don't know that I have all that much more to say. I still think this is a very good and effective horror movie. I think it, mm-hmm it finds a good balance between being unsettling while also having some effective jump scares. Although, like I said, a couple of them are definitely effective because of course, like if just something pops in front of me with a loud noise out of nowhere, I'm going to jump. Like you didn't, you didn't necessarily earn that versus, you know, the lawnmower one, which is just works from drawing out, like like how a jump scare should like, we're going to draw this out and really be like, Oh God, when's something going to happen? And then, It does
1: or the face in the laptop because again that wasn't a jump scare that was just all of a sudden he turned yeah Ah, that's off-putting so
0: so there's some good stuff like that a lot of just creepy imagery but also at its core a really disturbing story
1: Mm -hmm. so
0: it kind of hits all of the notes. So yeah. for me, yeah, I still think this is very effective. Like good performances, Ethan Hawke basically running a one-man show for a lot of the movie, mm-hmm. and more than up for the task. I'm having trouble thinking of that many negative things to say about it. I think I mm-hmm. this is this is peak horror for me personally.
1: Yeah, and I think I I struggled a little bit because of the children. That's kind of a, a issue for me. So that I mean, me and too, and itself, for sure. That in and of itself, I don't know if I'd necessarily want to rewatch it because now I know what it was. And it was disturbing enough that it disturbed me in a visceral enough way that it wasn't enjoyable. Like, I don't want to put myself through that again because it was upsetting. So I don't think I'd watch it again. But I also feel like it's really, really effective on first watch. I, I, I wonder if it would be as effective on the second watch. I know you've seen it four or five times. So I know you still feel that way.
0: But- spaced out enough. Like I going into this, I remembered, you know, the key plot reveals and a lot, but uh, like the music is still just I mm-hmm. don't want this. This getting. It's like it's in my body and I don't like this. So I think even knowing where the story's going, I can still kind of get soaked sucked up into the atmosphere and the performances, and so I I think. It's, you know, after today, technically, I watched it last night. uh, It'll probably be a few more years before I go back. But even like if next Halloween, someone was like, oh, let's do Sinister. All right.
1: Sure. Yeah. I don't know if I would just simply because of the child aspect. Yeah. that just that was that was upsetting enough to me that it it took a lot of the enjoyment out of it. Because it's it's not. Yeah.
0: One horror. No,
1: not at all. Not at all
0: something you're currently enjoying
1: american horror story i've never watched it before so we're it's all on prime in the u.s so we are just plowing through it we're in the middle of or almost on the end of season four which is freak show
0: oh see, uh, yeah see sam also is working her way through American horror story and I originally watched up through Freak Show and I remembered thinking Freak Show was good and when she got to it I was like oh that's a good one and she was like I'm really struggling. Yeah, Freak not
1: a, not a huge fan. I I struggled. I still think the first one, Murder House ironically, enough, that one was good. I enjoyed that one. I I vaguely remember it cuz when it was first coming out my husband was watching it and I refused to watch it so I'd like I'd walk through the room or something and I I, I knew enough Um, through the first season and the second season that it was it was good i enjoyed it third season coven with the witches i was kind of like coven was yeah asylum
0: i i I was probably my favorite of the first four i liked Mm -hmm. asylum and then i never kept going because then hotel came out which i just got from the library so i probably will chip away at hotel came out and people were saying "Ah, it's definitely the weakest one so far and i was like well i didn't really think a couple of the other ones were terrific so
1: yeah and then all of
0: a sudden they're into season 12 and i'm seven (laughs) years behind so it's like well shit
1: yeah and and i just threw it up uh one night because we were like what should we watch what should we watch?" i've talked about our struggles to find something to watch and then we have to see stuff through so i was like if i'm gonna commit because we finally and finish manifest my god it was awful but my i was like okay bailed. four episodes in <laughs> she was like woman. i'm good smart woman um, but and so i was like okay if we're gonna commit to something i don't know what the hell i'm gonna be able to sit through i'm like oh american horror story because it's different every season how bad can it be so and so far it's good i'm enjoying it like i said freak show is a little okay it, but i'm not like disliking it by any means
0: I have not recorded an episode in a while and I have since done national cinema day, which was four movies in one day at a movie theater. And we've watched a bunch of stuff at home and I've read some books. So I don't really want to spend the next while getting into all of that. So what can I highlight? I will highlight to keep, I guess, you know, the horror motif going, talk to me which was one of the movies I did in my four movie run. I did Blue Beetle, Gran Turismo, Talk to Me and the Last Voyage of the Demeter, or Demeter, the Demeter, I think is how it's pronounced. Dracula on a boat. And yeah, Talk to Me is a really, really good horror movie. And for a lot of the reasons I just mentioned about Sinister, it has a very disturbing premise. It's not, there's very little levity. It's just very bleak and Heavy, really good performances. A main character who makes a lot of questionable decisions that you go, I don't know if I can follow. Like, I can't follow along with what you're doing, but like, you're that's such a good performance, and I like again that they're willing to put a character in the lead who's making objectively poor decisions that are gonna fuck over people. Versus, you know, I saw a lot of people online saying, "Oh, I just didn't like it because I didn't, I didn't." I found the the main character. Oh, it's not. I was gonna say. Like, I basically, I didn't like the main character. Like, I didn't find them sympathetic. It's like, do you need to find them sympathetic to? Right. Like, we don't need to go down that path. But the, you know, the whole Wolf of Wall Street glorifies this. It's like, no, it didn't. It's just sometimes the lead characters in the movie aren't good people. That's just exactly. The sometimes that fiction does.
1: I mean, it's no different than humanity. Some yeah. people are just not good people.
0: Uh, so yeah, I'll I'll throw it a recommendation to talk to me. It's it just kind of keeps making money. So it's been hanging around in theaters. I went to, like I saw it as a kind of a panic watch because I thought it was going to go away soon, but it just kind of, huh? Just kind of keeps making money. But yeah, it's it's a good theater watch. It is intense and loud. And the dude next to me in the theater was not having a good time. So. <laughs> I was drinking alcohol, so I was having a great time. Talking oh,
1: that's right, because you guys could drink in movie theaters. Yeah,
0: I got my little Meg 2 Shark cocktail, which had one of my favorite exchanges ever in a movie theater, which I'll highlight quick and then we'll wrap up. Um, I saw that there was this Meg 2 cocktail, which is like Blue Caraco lemonade and vodka, I think. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to order this. And he's making it. And I'm like, Did you, are you putting it in an actual glass that I need to deal with? He's like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, I'm putting it in a plastic glass. We're not too fancy around here. Having said that, I'm now going to add your shark gummies to your drink. <laughs>
1: it's like,
0: I had no idea there were shark gummies. So thank you, sir.
1: So I walked in
0: to talk to me with my blue shark gummy drink, feeling like a goddamn champion. So, yeah, that's As my, you should. That's my recommendation <laughs> for now. And Gran Turismo should be making more money. You should probably go see that movie too. So that's that's sinister. We will not be covering the sequel because it is bad. And I have no fond memories of that. Having seen it twice, it was bad both times. Thank you, AK, for diving in. Yeah. More horror to come.
1: Yeah, and then for some reason, apparently, I just have no threshold for no when you ask me to watch a movie. <laughs> I mean, you can't say no. People have.
0: The found October thing is proof positive. People can just be like, I don't think I should.
1: Yeah. Oh, or I don't
0: just... want to do that. But
1: I still think I'm sick when I saw Cloverfield in theaters. Oh.
0: Yeah, Cloverfield we did last year, but that one, a couple people refused that. And Blair Witch took some time, too. I actually had a couple people who had never seen it. And I was like, that's so exciting. I don't. uh, There's a reason I haven't seen it. Yep, Exactly. Fine. I don't want to start bringing health concerns into this, despite the contracts (laughs) you all signed waiving me of any responsibilities. You didn't read it? Uh oh. Oh, good. That makes it way better. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Yeah, take us out. A.K. with a classic quote from 2012's *Sinister*.
1: I'm not really a squirrel guy.
0: I wouldn't have guessed that. that oh, yeah, geez. good, good poll. <laughs> good night, everybody.
1: So for all those things nostalgic, I have to so do we sit like this.